Oh my gosh, the animation of this movie was so bloody beautiful! Oh! Thank you for listening to the What's Awesome Podcast. Let's have some fun. Yo, this is Batman Live 2002, and I'm back with another anime review. And today I will be reviewing Apple Seed Alpha. Oh, yeah, baby. What a beautifully, beautifully animated movie. This is. The animation quality of this movie is the number one selling point. I'm just going to tell you uh, up front, and that's it. In the review, that's beautiful animation. That's it. Anyway, um, this is a movie, and it runs for an hour and 33 minutes. And it's rated R, 17 plus for violence and profanity. So if you can't handle that stuff, don't watch it. But we all know you're going to watch it, whether you're 17 plus or not, because... Internet, the internet is full of that kind of stuff. Anyway, so Appleseed Alpha takes place. Um, if you're familiar with the other CGI Appleseed movies, uh, you'll notice two differences um, with, with Appleseed Alpha in comparison to the prior two movies that came out before the CGI movies. The first is that the first two movies take place in the future. As in, like this movie, Appleseed Alpha is, is telling like a, almost like an, an origin story of how these Barrios and Dunan, I'm probably killing their names, but Barrios and Dunan, um, who are the two protagonists of this movie, uh, Barrios is like a cyborg, cybernetic, full. He has a full prosthetic body, and he, he looks like a, a big old robot. And Dunan is this rather sexy. Blonde headed, blonde headed chick who um they they team up. Uh, but anyway, um, this is their origin story, or um, <clears throat> this tells us how uh, it's a story that takes place before the other two movies. Is what I'm trying to say, and it turns out is an alternate universe from the other two movies. So if you've watched the first two. Appleseed movies, CGI Appleseed movies, and I, I'm aware there are other older Appleseed uh, series and movies out there. But anyway, if you just follow the uh, the events of the CGI movies, uh, you'll see that you know they build off of each other and they they belong in the same universe or whatever. This movie seems like it takes place before that, 
And it does, but it does so in an alternate universe. So it does not lead to the events of the other two movies. Just to throw that out there, I just learned that. I thought when I first wrote this review, I did not know that. But anyway, so uh, the story revolves around um, Berarios and Dunan, and they're in this post apocalyptic kind of moonscape type place. So basically, New York City. And New York City is a, a giant ruin because war has just completely and utterly destroyed um, this, this city, this great city of New York. So it takes place in 22nd century. So you have all kinds of futurist, futuristic weapons, such as giant robots. And, you know, I mean, like the guns are pretty much how you would expect them to be today in terms of using lead and all that kind of stuff. So the weapons themselves aren't terribly futuristic but like the fact that they're using robots and they, there's um, people can have full prosthetic bodies and all that kind of stuff. Um, it shows that how far we've progressed, uh, at least in this universe, how far we've progressed in the 22nd century. But anyway, so Dunin and Berarios, they're just trying to scratch out a living in the ruins of New York City. So they're hired by this warlord. He's the warlord of New York. His name is Two Horns, and he's also a cyborg. And, you know, he's basically like the gangster of the town, and he's he runs things, and things don't go down New York without going through, through Two Horns. So our two protagonists are uh, on Two Horns, Horns' Two Horns uh, payroll, and he sends them out to destroy these things called, like, vulture droids or, or ostrich droids or something like that. And uh, basically, they're like leftovers from the war, the great war that pretty much destroyed the planet. And, um, and you know, our two protagonists have to go out and destroy these things because it's, it's dangerous. You know, you walk around and these giant robots just pop out of nowhere and just, and just smoke you out of nowhere. So um, they had to go out and eliminate these things. And um, during one mission, they encountered two people. The name is Iris and Olsen, and they both have this top secret mission that they just absolutely have to get done. And, you know, Dunin and Barrios, they protect them and um, they, they protect them and take them in and they kind of adopt the mission themselves. And now they not only have to deal with two horns, now they got to deal with this psychopathic robot cyborg thing and his very sexy robotic companion and if you watch the movie you know exactly what i'm talking about with that robot who's designed with the biggest robotic booty i've ever seen it makes no sense to design a, a, a robot like that but any i wasn't complaining i'm just saying but anyway um so in from that point forward we get thrown into this awesome just run and gun type scenario where you know uh dunin and Braggos are trying to protect these two people and uh and then this whole conspiracy starts to open up and stuff and a lot of shooting a lot of explosions a lot of stuff a lot of stuff you expect from other um apple seed movies so anyway that's enough of my rambling that's it for the synopsis let's get into the review so, yeah, once again, um, if you're a fan of Appleseed, any of the prior two movies that came out, the CGI movies, or even the, the old school Appleseed that came out like in the 90s or 80s or whatever, really old one, um, 
you're going to love this movie. This movie is so awesome, and it really caters to the Appleseed fans out there. Uh, and with that being said, um, I call the the tank that Dunin and Barrios, um, that uh, the, the tank thing that they were uh, trying to clean up before they encountered Olsen and uh, I can't think of the other dude's name. But anyway, before they, they encountered those two people who are on the top secret mission, or, or Olsen and Iris, um, they're called ostrich tanks, not ostrich droids. That sounds more like something you hear on Star Wars. But anyway, so, um, yeah, yeah, you really, if you're a fan of the Apple Seed, of Apple Seed in general, the Apple Seed universe or anything like that, even though this isn't canon, um, in relation to the prior two movies, it is still the best Apple Seed movie that's come out to date. It is so freaking cool. There are just so many high energy gunfights and there's like techno tracks in the background on the stuff. And it just, there's just nothing like a gunfight, very highly rendered CGI. You know, explosions and gunfights and, and, and fighting and stuff. There's nothing better than you know all that with a techno soundtrack in the the background. So just gotta throw that out there. So awesome. But okay, uh, jumping into the um, continuity of this movie, it's its own story. It's a retelling of how these two got started. Uh, kinda. They, they they already know each other. And we don't get the true origin story because obviously they still know each other and they've been together for a while. You know, just it's just implied. Um, and the uh, the uh, the reason why Dunin and Brarios are working for this gangster warlord dude is because he's the only one that can really fix Brarios. He's this giant, you know, cyborg, or he's in a cybernetic body because during the war he was injured and saved his life. They had to throw him in this giant suit of armor type thing. Just think of um, Ghost in the Shell, said that he doesn't, his cybernetic body looks like a, a robot <laughs> as opposed to a human. But anyway, um, he's thrown into this body to, you know, keep him alive. And the reason why they're working for this warlord is because the warlord is able to tune him up to keep him running without the warlord. And, you know, his parts, I guess, uh, Brarios would just run out of energy and die. So that's the reason if you're thinking like, why would these two, if you're familiar with the show or, or the series, you would know that, you know, they're, they're the good guys. Why would they be working for this bad, bad dude? is to keep Burrios, Burrios alive. And it's not completely evident. It's not like, oh, this is the exact reason, but it's it's the reason. If you're paying attention, you know that is the reason why they're they're working uh for for this bad, bad man. Um and yeah, it was I thought this was a refreshing retelling and rehashing of the characters, especially for Dunin. Because if you see the previous two movies, and it's just hard not to compare it to the other movies because, you know, it's all Appleseed. Um, if you look at the first two CGI movies, um, Dunin has just always been this kind of um, Laura Croft, you know, Tomb Raider type invincible killing machine. Like she's Angelina Jolie's uh, Tomb Raider, where she's just invincible and she kicks butt. And, you know, even when she's in these dire situations, you know, she's going to get out of it because she's awesome. But in this telling of this, uh, in this rehashing of her character, 
um, you know, she's more vulnerable, like emotionally, she's more vulnerable. She she's not a robot. She's like the reboot of the um, Tomb Raider series where Laura Croft is not this Eve. Um, I don't call her evil. This cybernetic type, you know, like killing machine with the two pistols and stuff. If you if you're familiar with the reboot of the Tomb Raider series, she's more vulnerable. She's more emotional. She's more human. And in this one, that's how Dunan is. She's more human. And she's not some super human kick butt killing machine. Which she she still kicks a lot of butt. And she's still as awesome as she was in the other two movies. But she's more vulnerable in this one. You know, it's like it was as if the other two movies were too afraid to really dive into her mental state. Um you know, to reveal that, you know, she's still a woman. She's still, and she's in love with Barrios. It's the reason why she keeps hanging out with this big robotic guy, you know, and she was in love with him prior to him being turned into this robot. Um, and so she's still in love with that person, you know, the person who's placed inside the robot. And uh, that's why she's hanging around. And you, you get that sense that she's still in love with her partner, uh, even though he is in a fully cybernetic body. And I just thought that was a beautiful thing, beautiful thing. So I, I enjoyed the the way they depicted her character um, in, in this movie. And in terms of Briarios, you know, the big cybernetic dude, uh, I won't say they really changed his character too much. More so, it just shows he's a little bit more desperate because without the power source from Two Horns, He's screwed. So I'm not going to say his character's really changed as much, but it does show he's a little bit more desperate than he would typically be in the other movies because he's always fully powered and ready to go and all that. And there's um, there's a little bit more to it in terms of, you know, him being desperate, uh, but that will spoil things. It's actually part of the storyline. But anyway, I uh, just... In terms of the rehash of the characters, I enjoyed the way they um, portrayed Dunin and Appleseed Alpha, which I really enjoyed. Um, so the the whole basis of the story uh, it, it revolves around these two if finding these other two people who are just on this top secret mission that will just change everything. You know, it's like the, like everything will change that the, the the power dynamics. And, and like the way the war went and everything. Um, and these two people just have a very, very, very important mission. And Dunin and Brarius are like, oh, crap, I need to help these people. Like, this changed the world right here. And I was like, yes, by George, let's do it. And they, they didn't say that. But anyway, um, and so these, because their mission is so important, these two people are hunted by just the sexiest cyborg on the planet. It, it makes no sec- sense why this robot with design with breast and a butt like that. It it makes, <laughs> like I said, I'm not complaining, but why would you give a, a robot a breast, like like the breastplate type things where like it, the outline of breast and in like hips, like you wouldn't believe and a butt like you wouldn't believe. I'm like, why? And like she was like a femme fatale, you know, type character where she's like sexy and deadly and all that kind of stuff. And but she's a freaking robot, so I, I don't know. Anyway, they're being hunted by her. They're being hunted by this other 
super bad cybernetic dude named Talos. And like they're trying to stop uh, our, our two, you know, the two people who were found. Um, they're trying to stop their mission. And now uh, which pits Berarios and and Dunin against these two super bad um, cyborgs and their, you know, and then cyborgs, of course, have an army at their call. So it, it just calls for a lot of shooting and, and gunning and explosions and all the really cool action scenes uh, mostly stem between the battles between Dunin and, and uh, of course, Talos and all and then the gang. Basically, these are the two main parties that are clashing with each other. Um, in terms of the animation, man, this movie, what kind of budget, what kind of budget do these people have? It is the smoothest you're ever going to see. This is like one of the most beautiful examples of like 3D rendering, man. Like the, it just, this is like Final Fantasy level uh, animation quality, man. If you watch the Final Fantasy movies, they are not the best when it comes to storyline. In fact, most of the time they're downright boring, but they are the most beautifully rendered, animated, whatever you want to call it. Just, just the movies. They, in fact, like the characters look real, and you know they poured millions into making these movies, and that's how I felt with Apple Seed Alpha. It's just the the quality of the animation is just oh my gosh, so beautifully rendered. And if you compare it to the first and second movies, like the first obviously is crappier than the second. Um, but if you compare it to those two, it's like, I don't know. It's like they barely had a budget back then. And today, well, it, it comes with the, the evolution of technology as well, because uh, Apple Seed Alpha was created in like 2015, I believe. And the other two movies were made in early 2000s or or not 2015 so <laughs> the animation and, and probably the technology wasn't there yet so i can't really compare it um in, in that way and be fair about it but anyway um it's just the animation quality is just 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 watch this movie on blu-ray it is so freaking beautiful man and it'll just take this movie to a whole different level i'm telling you right now, um, so overall, yeah, this was an awesome movie. It was only an hour and 33 minutes, so, you know, it wasn't terribly long. About as long as your your typical motion feature type thing. And, it, you know, it tells a great story. Uh, it, it'll draw you in. You, you'll stay for the story. You'll, you'll definitely stay for the characters, especially for Barrios and Dunin, especially if you're an Appleseed fan, because you get to just see, you just get to see them in a different light, especially for Dunin. Um, you know, she, she's always just been so cold and heartless and calculating and that kind of stuff. And, and it, you know, she shows her emotional side every once in a while in other movies, but this one, you know, she's really vulnerable. And I, I really appreciate that, um, in, in the way she was portrayed in this movie. So I, I really enjoyed that. But yeah, overall, you're going to stay for the animation. You're going to stay for the action. You're going to stay for the character development and all that. And um, yeah, this this movie was glorious. Let me tell you, it was so beautiful, so entertaining. I enjoyed it so much. So I'm going to give this movie an eight out of ten. It's so awesome. So guys, I do implore you to 
check this movie out, but also check out the other Appleseed movies, the other CGI movies. And if you're really up for it, check out the old school movies, the ones from either the early 90s or the 80s. Uh, I I don't know which one it is, but the animation quality, you know, it looks reminiscent of early 90s, late 80s, mid 80s, whatever. Uh, Check those movies out because, man, the the Appleseed universe is really awesome. And um, in they're basically in the other movies, uh, Dunin and Barrios are like part of this really high, um, this highly trained uh, SWAT team, and they take out terrorists and all that kind of stuff. And in this movie, they're just desperately trying to get by and survive. And so it just they're they're far more desperate than you would see in the other movies because they're already made in other movies. They're they're comfortable and all that kind of stuff. And this one, they're just trying to get by, and it's they they're just trying they're trying to survive. So I I enjoyed the the way they were predict or um portrayed in this movie but anyway i've said that enough eight out of ten love this movie so much so please guys check it out this is batman live 2002 you can follow me on facebook instagram twitter and pinterest go to my website what's awesome.com w-a-s-a-s-u-m.com you can read the review there along with a bunch of other reviews and of course on my social media i like to do themes of the week and this week's theme is the bloodiest anime in existence. <laughs> and um, I already uh, chose today's theme was Fist of the North Star. I don't know what tonight's theme will be, but I'm getting plenty of suggestions from my social media crowd. So I enjoy that when people engage with me. So come and engage and give me suggestions on the bloodiest anime ever. And I will post stuff about it so anyway guys this is batman live 2002 signing off stay with awesome people stay with awesome